Well, Krishna's Kaviraj <coughs> Goswami defines faith in Chaitanya Charitamritam saying, Shraddha, Shabde, Vishwasako, He Sudri, Dhanishchoi, Krishna Bhakti, Koile Sarva Karma Krita Hoi. How you saying? Shraddha, Shabde. These syllables, this sound, when we say Shraddha, what are we speaking about? That that Krishna Bhakti Koile Sarva Karma Krita Hoi. That by doing this one thing, everything is done, everything is achieved. It's similar to the Upanishads, Yasmin Vigyate Sarvam Eva Vigyatam Bhavati. Inquire about that one thing, knowing which everything is known. Try to obtain that one thing upon achieving. Everything is got. It's similar to Bhagavad Gita. Yam labdva chapram labhan manyate nadikam tataha. The samadhi sloka. When you get this, you'll think that you have everything. But there's being on the shore of the ocean of truth, uh, wading into the waters of the ocean of truth. <clears throat> As Rupa Goswami says in Bhakti Rasamrita Sandhura, like the whales and aquatics who are swimming deep in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, for that truth that we seek is not something abstract, but Raso Vaisa, full of rasa, flavor, taste. Um, so, and just to complete the circle, we can say in that world, when that, that, that world is achieved, there, Jnana Sunya Bhakti is celebrated, knowledge-free devotion. So he cannot mean that. When Srila Guru Maharaj refers to blind faith, he cannot be referring to um, the Jnana Shunya Bhaktas. Just as in the Bhagavad Gita, his interpretation, Jnana Dipena Bhashvata, saying that how those souls who are situated, uh, established in Krishna's domain. How can we say jnana? They'll be illumined with jnana. So then it tells us, no, that's not some ordinary, the jnana that we can conceive of here. So here we have the inverse. Guru is saying, Blind faith is diseased. That people, they can believe anything and everything. As one um, philosopher said, that when people uh, stop 
say they don't believe in God. He said, it's not that they don't believe, uh, or it's not that they believe in nothing. He said, they believe in anything. So I say, yes, we don't believe in God. Now, as a substitute of that, anything. So, also, Srila Saraswati Thakur and the Prakrita Rasa Shatadushini saying, we could take it in a similar way, without some Bandhagyan, there's no real uh, Krishna Bhakti, not substantially. So, <clears throat> if it is the fact that ultimately we worship the path of jnana shunya bhakti from karma misra bhakti to jnana misra bhakti to jnana shunya bhakti then um, it will be something that is achieved through the culture of faith Shraddhan Vato Nushrinaya is given in the Bhagavatam. So Sanatana Goswami is the Sambandhagyana Charja and Mahaprabhu's teachings to him, the Sanatan Shiksha, begin with the Kami Kenyamoi Jari Tapitroi. Sanatana Goswami saying, who am I uh, and why am I suffering from the threefold miserable conditions? Adhyatmika, Adibhotika, Adidevika. Self-inflicted suffering, misery from others and you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, nature. He says, Ihanahijani Kamonehitohoi. If I don't know this, then how can I know what is beneficial for me? So there has to be some starting point. And Mahaprabhu's response to him, Jive Swarapai Krishnara Nityadas. Who you are really your real form, your real personality, your real being, your real existence is as a servitor of Krishna. You have a prospect in the upper world, in the real world, as uh, an associate of Krishna, a servitor there. Some uh, part to play in the pastimes of the sweet absolute. That may, to enter that domain, may require one to reach the point of jnana shunya bhakti. There's no inquiry at that point, no need to know. Right? Bhaktivinoda Thakur, in his songs, where he celebrates the, the surrender of the cowherd boys who are on the banks, the poisonous, the banks of the poisoned part of the Jamuna, Kaliahrad, that lake, where 
they have some awareness of the that the waters are poisoned, but they're thirsty and they're thinking, you know, Krishna, we are with Krishna, Krishna is with us. What harm can come to us? So they're not hesitating and drinking those poisoned waters. When Ananta Vasudeva Prabhu was hesitating uh, to take a rasgola after the Guromars negotiated a settlement amongst the uh, factions of the disciples of Saraswati Thakur, Srila Gurudev, Srila Govindamars went to Guromars and said, Ana, uh, Vasudev Prabhu is not taking his rasgola. Why? Said, and maybe he's thinking it's poisoned. But then he offered to Gurmaj. He said, I think if you give it with, with your hand, he'll accept. He can't refuse you. So Gurumars gives that Rasgola. And he's without hesitation taking it. And this is a man who Srila Saraswati Thakur said of him when others were struggling to understand the talks of Srila Saraswati Thakur afterwards Guru Maharaj and one or two others would have to explain the talks to these men who were uh, for all intents and purposes, you know, qualified. But so deep were his expressions that they required uh, interpreters. But so they're trying to follow what he's saying, but with regard to Ananta Vasudeva Prabhu, Srila Saraswati Thakur said, which way I will go, Vasudeva knows. The next thing I'm going to say, he knows that before it's said. So he's giving that type of certificate to him. And that person is aware in one moment that what is before me uh, may be poison. It may be, uh, it may kill me. But then connected to the touch of Srila Gurmars, he's like, Anything that comes from him cannot harm me. So his thinking went to another level. So uh, when Gopinatha Charja is uh, discussing Mahaprabhu's divinity with Sarvabhama Bhattacharya. Sarvabhama Bhattacharya means his name is Vasudev, actually. His title is Sarvabhama. Means he's the court pundit of the Prataparudra Maharaj, the king in Puri at that time. So 
arguably, there's no one more learned than he. Right? There's, no one has superior knowledge of the scriptures and like that. But he and Gopinath Acharya have a uh, brief discussion about the divinity of Mahaprabhu. He's maintaining there's no, let's uh, say, Yuga avatar. Gopinatha Charja is supplying some slokas from the Srimad Bhagavatam. Krishna Barnam Tisha Krishnam, Sangha Pangashta Parshadam, Yagye Sankirtana Praye, Yajanti Hi Sumedasa. What is there? Who, Sumedasa? Though, in Guru Mars, how does he represent that? Those of refined theistic intellect. He doesn't say um, those who are uh, academically qualified, those who are, you know, uh, outstanding pundits, those who are extremely, that's not what he says. He renders it as refined theistic intellect. We're told, they, they will appreciate this. So, and he's, Gopinatha charges quoting different slokas. They're going back and forth, tark be tark, you can say. And then Gopinatha charger chooses not to go any further. And he says, anyway, what is the point of this type of discussion? Atapite deva padambujabdvaya prashadaleshanugrihita evahi. Anugraha, you need to be favored by the Lord with some prashadalesh, means a little bit of mercy to understand these things. Otherwise, it'll be beyond your grasp. Once, um, one of my god brothers was so impressed with Srila Guru Maharaj's explanation of things that he thought if he will speak on Atmagyana, Atmatattva, uh, like second, third chapter of Bhagavad Gita, that uh, it'll be extraordinary and then that can be published and it, it will um, convince so many people, convert so many people. To Krishna conception. So I presented the idea to Srila Guru Maharaj and his response is noteworthy. He said, um, if someone has a little faith, then hearing simple examples, simple explanations, like what Krishna gives in, in the second and third chapter. Right? They're actually very simple examples. Sometimes devotees are racking their brains to try, uh, try and think like, how should we present Krishna consciousness to others? Well, if you think about this, Krishna's extension is Paramatma. Right? Sometimes that's mentioned in the Bhagavatam when Krishna knows something. 
and saying, you know, I know what all the Paramatmas know. You have a Paramatma, Paramatma, Paramatma. I know what they all know. But anyway, that Krishna, right, who we can say one way or another, is situated within the heart of every living being in terms of like demographic studies, you know, field research, uh, polling data, whatever you might want. So Krishna, who's in the heart of every living being, one could reasonably think that if he gives a particular example, that it must be a good one. Right? If he, and he uses certain examples there. They must be really excellent examples. Right? And so that's a given on account of his unique insight into the hearts, minds, thoughts of everyone. And at the same time, we notice that they're very simple examples. I, Dehi nos men yata dehe komaram yovanam jara tata dehantara prapti diras tatra namuhyati. Talking about the embodied soul going from an embryonic stage to a baby to a child to a, a teenager to a young adult to an adult. How the soul is. Uh, one soul is it's sustaining a unique identity passing through all these different bodily stages of life. So the body is in a cyclical way undergoing total transformation while the soul remains the same. Right. And tata dehantara prapti at the time of death those who are Dira, they're not bewildered by this change. As Sukadev tells Parikat Maharaj, Tanturaja Marishyeti Pashubudhi Imam Jahi. Don't be like the animals, afraid at every moment. We see how paranoid they look, always fearful. He's saying, don't be like that. Pashubudhi, animal intelligence, but rather uh, understand that you will survive uh, after the demise of the body. Basamsi jirnani yatabhyaya. Saying, how, what is the body? Like changing dress. Right? You p- put on one garment, after a while it becomes old, torn, ragged discard that and t- put another garment. Very simple examples. So Guru said, if you have some faith, hearing these simple examples, you'll accept it. They might be eye-opening and epiphany-inducing examples, but you'll get it. It will uh, induce faith in you. Your faith will develop hearing these things. And he said, on the other hand, if you have no faith, then if we uh, present a mountain of evidence 
you know, 100 examples of reincarnation. You know, or there's so many books. He said, if you have no faith, then it won't touch you. It won't make sense to you. It won't be appealing. So, the, when Guru Mars was challenged, you know, if the finite can know the infinite, it's not infinite. And his response was, if the infinite cannot make himself known to the finite, then he is not intimate, infinite. Then, uh, how do I say, the, uh, it comes down to revelation, right? revealed truth. Right. Trying to connect this point to diseased faith, blind faith. Oh, what we call uh, it's referred to in various ways: shastra chakshus, and seeing through the eyes of the scriptures seeing through the eyes of revealed truth. That means it has some Shastric basis, the belief. What are we told is necessary to embrace? Achintya Shakti. Srila Jiva Goswami mentioned this. If you have a proper conception of the infinite, the beginning point has to be uh, Achintya Shakti, inconceivable power. We've heard the story of uh, the cobbler and the Brahmin and Nard Muni going to Vaikuntha. And they're in, when they both come to know that Nard is going to Vaikuntha, they're uh, thinking, if you can ask the Lord, how much t- time longer will I have in this world? And so Narada goes there and he meets Lord Narayan. They have some discussion. And he said, then I met, there was this Brahman and this cobbler. They're both eager to know how much more time for them in the material world. And Lord Narayan says, well, that cobbler is my devotee, simple-hearted Vaishnava, he'll come to me at the end of this life. And the Brahmin, who's so learned and <coughs> so full of you know, scriptural understanding, him, it's going to be some time, some lifetimes before. All right, he said, oh, and also, if they ask you what I was doing, tell them I was threading an elephant through the eye of a needle. Then Narada comes back, finds out, oh, you met with Lord Narayan, can you please tell us? We're eager to know how much longer we have to stay in this world. Uh, Say, well, and he said for the 
cobbler, at the end of this lifetime, you'll join him. And the Brahmin, he said, it's going to be some time for you. What? And the cobbler saying, what, what was our Lord doing? Then? Well, when I encountered him, he was threading an elephant through the eye of a needle. He said, oh, our Lord is so great. <laughs> How wonderful. And the Brahmin said, that's ridiculous. That's impossible. You didn't see, Lord Narayana. This is nonsense. Right. Achintya Shakti. And Narada is saying, Are you, is your faith blind? <laughs> Diseased? You believe that? That he was threading an elephant? You know, what do you do? Take, start with the trunk. I get the little finger part on the trunk. If you can get that in, then you can, you know. <laughs> how, how do you think he was doing that? And he said, oh. Well, the Lord, uh, you know, I've heard he has a, a chintya shakti. Uh, he said, if, you know, an abanion seed or an apple seed, there can be a great tree within that seed, then why should it be difficult for him to thread an elephant through the eye of a needle? That's what it means. He may, it doesn't mean you have to become a scholar, an academic. It, that's not what it's saying. But on the basis of what we hear, Saru, Shastra, Guru, and Vaishnav. Right? Like Gurudev mentioned uh, Srila Prabhupada's sister, Pishima, Baba Tarini Didi, and how she met someone on the way once, and they were inquiring about the how, how things were going at the Chaitanya Saraswat Mat. But they meant, uh, like maybe it wasn't doing so well at the time. There was some shortage or, you know, it wasn't so opulent. And so they inquired from her and she said, oh, you, you, you can't conceive the opulence that's there. They're really? Said, yes, uh, you know, it's so opulent that Lakshmi Devi is sweeping the courtyard of Radharani. So Guru Maharaj and Guru that found that acceptable. They, she didn't say Sridhar Maharaj's courtyard. The courtyard of Radharani. That Lakshmi Devi's a sweeper there. If you can understand that and appreciate that. Guru Maharaj says that Yashoda and others in Vrindavan, they are not uh, acharjas in the conventional way that we think of acharjas. Acharjas is some divine empowerment to represent the Sampradaya in a particular way. He said, but... When some volcanic eruption comes from the heart of Yashoda, then everyone is upgraded. All the devotees. And at least the Braja Gopis, we, when they descend into Mahaprabhu's pastimes, 
they may take on acharya roles, but in Vrindavan, they're as simple-hearted, uh, Guru Maharaj sometimes says, jungle girls. Right? But the expressions that come from them uh, belie a particular, they, excuse me, they, it reveals uh, a level of faith that is unknown in any other part of the spiritual world. Shraddha mayoyam loka. The spiritual world is the world of faith. It's comprised out of faith because we live in the um, world of time and space and measurement. We think of planets in terms of uh, measurable distance. But the Bhur Bhuvasva, that was revealed in Gayatri Mantram and throughout Vedic literature, is really, it is a gross world uh, moving towards subtle existence. That's what it is. They're subtle planets from gross existence to subtle existence, then crossing over Viroja into the spiritual world. And how is it qualified? On the basis of faith. This says we have a chapter in one of the books called Planets of Faith. That's what distinguishes one place as being higher or lower. Uh, so when Krishna wants to shine a spotlight on the highest type of devotion, he sends Uddhava at the time from Matra to Vrindavan. And we can say Matra and by extension Dwaraka. And that Uddhava, he's acquainted with the Dwaraka queens, Rukmini, Satyabhama, who are the others? Lakshmana, Mitravinda, Bhadra, Jambavati, different, but particularly Rukmini and Satyabhama. Why he's sending, this is superior to Vaikuntha, superior to Ayodhya, He's sending Uddhava from there to go to Vrindavan for some, well, we'd say not for just one reason, multiple reasons. And Uddhava, after he witnesses, the type of devotion he sees there is, in his estimation, unparalleled, right? in general of everyone, but more specifically the Brajagopis. Bande Nanda, Brajastrinam, Padarenam Abhikshnasa, Yasam Harikatod Gitam, Punati Bhuvanatrayam. And when they sing these songs, uh, 
glorifying the pastimes of Krishna. It purifies everywhere. Whatever your concept of the three worlds is, whether it's Bur, Bhuva, Sva, or you know, the material world, the Vaikuntha, the uh, southern hemisphere of the Vaikuntha, to the Aprakrita, Krishna Loka. So that Uddhava, seeing what he, he's uh, very um, educated, he's a diplomat, he's diplomatic, and, but he's praising these so-called half-civilized jungle girls and what they've got. Saying, the Vedas are pointing, what we get from them ultimately is they're indicating a direct, go in this direction to realize the absolute truth, the personality of Godhead. But what the Vedas can only indicate, these girls have achieved. And we see when they appear in Mahaprabhu's pastimes, the depth of what is suppressed in Vrindavan, the depth of what is known to them. Sanatana Goswami, we told in the Sanatan Shiksha with Mahaprabhu, and in his books, Brihad Bhagavatamritam, Rupa Goswami, Raghunath Das Goswami. What else was there? Tell us what is the difference between idol worship and deity worship. <laughs> I'm reminded of some of the, uh, you know, our Russian devotees. They may have heard the name Alexander Solzhenitsyn, and he wrote these some of the books one series wrote called the Gulag Archipelago. I've never read the whole thing or I just read a little part of it. <clears throat> but he mentions after the revolution there used to be debates in Red Square between like uh, priests and you know atheists and theists. They'd have arguments in the Red Square or something. And many people would come and like listen to the arguments. But one argument, there was an old Orthodox priest and he was answering the challenge that you worship idols. You know, and that's no, that's ignorance and that's, uh, you know, harmful for people and things like that. But his response bears repeating. 
He said, idolatry is to worship anything less than God as God. That's what the difference is. To worship something that's less than God as God, that's idolatry. So, Gromars points out in, in other theistic systems or something we may find a consensus on or that they hold in common, they will talk about the name of God. Right? There's some reverence for the name of God, which Gromars equates as sound representation. This they seem to all be in agreement on, is the vibration, the sound, the name of God, hearing the name of God, like that. That they can, can accept as a, a legitimate representation of divinity somehow being expressed in sound, either the name of God, revealed truth in the form of scriptures, etc. Guru Maharaj's point is, why only that sense? Why only the ear or hearing? Why not seeing or touching, smelling, feeling? He should be it when we say prati anga lage kande prati anga more. Every anga here anga can be taken to mean of a representation of all the senses. So we cannot place limitations on the unlimited on divinity. Saying only through sound can he appear. We like that very much. Sound. This is the you know Krishna consciousness movement. Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, all that's wonderful. But why not seeing? Why not tasting? Hearing, seeing, tasting, smelling, touching, feeling, all of these things. So we could phrase this in another way, because if we can accept that back to Achintya Shakti, he has inconceivable power, inconceivable potency. So, Sri Krishna Namatmaka, no diksham, no chasatkriyam, purushcharjam, managikshate, mantroyam, rasanag, sprigeva, palati, Sri Krishna Namatmaka. Is it his will to appear in a particular form or not? That shall be his prerogative. So say we said, instead of saying, what is the difference between idolatry and deity worship? I said, what is the difference between a counterfeit $100 bill and a, and a genuine one? They look similar. Right? It, it might even fool the eye, right? But what is the difference? Whether or not there is backing. If, if the, there's backing to one, it's recognized, and it's the will of the government to appear and, and, and uh, 
Let me say, infuse. It's all paper and ink. But this paper and ink there, it is worth, has some value. And another paper and ink is uh, a shell. So it depends upon the will of Krishna. But then devotees, Vaishnavas, they will say, uh, from a certain perspective, the will of the devotee is trumps the will of Krishna. So then Krishna will appear if the will of his devotees are there. And like in Vrindavan, all the deities, they have some special story for everyone, like the Radharaman deity. And that's here too. We, they will say, on the Nishringa Chaturdashi, Gopabhata had what, 12 shellograms. And he was thinking, I have no devotion. Prahlad Maharaj has so much devotion. And he came out of stone. Nishringadeva appeared from the pillar the devotion of Prahlad, and I have nothing. I'm, you know, just a, a ritualistic, you know, Brahmin. Then he goes to sleep, and the deity is saying, Gopal Bhatta, <laughs> wake up. And he goes and sees, now he has 11 shellograms, and there's Radha Raman. Uh, Gopal, Sakshi Gopal, Kirtur Gopinath. Oh, so I was going to say, so in Vrindavan, every deity has some special story, and near Armat, just around the corner, is the Radha Shama Sundar, supposedly of Shamananda Prabhu. But they had a banner across the street because they're advertising. They want people to go to their temple. And it said, the only deity to appear from the heart of Radharani. <laughs> I was saying like, how can you top that? Deha dehi bibedo yam When Guru Maharaj and his party were in South India, they met one um, Madhva, a charge of their line, and he was, they're having some discussion. And it came to like talking about the deity. And whether or not the deity is, uh, you know, Krishna is within the deity or is the deity Krishna himself? So Guru Maharaj and the Gaudiya their idea is that Krishna, he, he's appeared in this way as the deity. 
not that he's just within. This is how he chose to, by his sweet will, to manifest himself. But that acharja, he gave an example that shocked Gurumars and the they covered their ears. And his followers, they were saying, what did our Gurudev say to make them cover their ears? He said, no, if I take a shellogram and with a hammer and I smash it and crush it to pieces, what is it? And so Gurumars, they were like, oh. <laughs> But Gurumar said later, when something happened along these lines in the uh, previous times, and they brought this to the attention of Bhangshidas Babaji Maharaj, he said, and it was like Gaur Nityananda, he said, they left that place. So, oh, and also Gauri Das Pandit, when Gorgadadhar or Gornitananda, or is it? Uh, it's time, they're staying with him. He is, who is he? Sridham, I believe. The cowherd boy, Sridham. And Gornitananda are there, and it's time for them to go. And he can't bear the impending separation, that idea. So he's expressing his heart, I won't be able to bear your separation. So deities are commissioned. And there's deities there, and Mahaprabhu has explained to him, same thing, the deities are non-different than us. And he said, well, if that is true, then you two stay and the deities, they can go. And Mahaprabhu said, all right, have it your way. So then they make an arrangement. Then he sees Gornitananda leaving. <laughs> and Gormars, he says, oh, I'm a stupid man. Right? You just did some kind of switcheroo and now you're walking and I'm an idiot. I'm supposed to believe these deities are you. <laughs> and Gurumar said, at that point, Mahaprabhu said, all right, you decide <laughs> which set will stay and be the, and which you, you choose, all right, you just arrange it. <laughs> so in a very sweet way, showing, but again, it's a question of faith. We hear this. And there's one side of us that might be delighted. Right? There's another side where we're like, I don't know if I can believe that. <laughs> it's all, that's, you know, it's one of the offenses to the holy name, actually. Think what we hear is hyperbole, exaggeration. It has to do with Faith. But Guru Maharaj is very uh, honest about this. He said, when, say for example, Sanatana Goswami worshipping Madan Mohan, he said, his worship, that is not Archan. 
He's not an archuk, you know, doing deity worship. He said rather, it is bhajan. That's why Madan Mohan can say to Sanatana Goswami, who's offering those uh, like chapati balls. We used to have them all the time, actually. And instead of rolling them out, you just have the balls. You can also cook them. It's usually when people don't have a lot of paraphernalia, <laughs> like Sanatana Goswami, who's twisting these balls in the fire, offering them the Madanohan, and he's saying, you know, a little salt would be nice. What ha and Sanatana Goswami is saying, like, where am I going to get salt? <laughs> it's too expensive. He has no money. By the Lord's will, a barge, what do you call it? Dry dock, when it you know, runs. I think it's called dry dock. You run into the bank and can't move. Sanatana Goswami knows how to navigate the Jamuna there, helps them. They give him like a ton of salt. You know, now he's adding some salt every day. <laughs> Madan Mohan saying, that's definitely an improvement, but a little bit of ghee, then we'd, you know, be there. <laughs> and then what do we hear Guru saying? Sanatana Goswami realizes, oh, now I understand. You want to feed me. Why does Madan Mohan need salt and ghee? But he's, the, it's breaking his heart to see Sanatan showing this type of vairagya. So he's saying, if you give a little salt, then maybe a little ghee. And it's Krishna, how much love Krishna has. You know, he's feeding Sanatan Goswami this way. That's the difference. But Gurmar said, what are we doing? He said, it's like um, mock fight, but you can say with live ammunition. And what he means is, uh, the deity is there, Krishna is there, right? but our realization is lacking, is wanting. We've heard from Guru, Vaishnav, Sadhu Shastra, this is Krishna. And we believe that as far as we can or however our inner awakenment is and inner development. But it's uh, something is lacking on our side. We're trying, but... So he said it's like mock fight. Right? Whereas bhajan, that would be the real thing. They're talking, revealing oneself to one another. Right? If someone were doing that in a lower stage, we would dismiss it out of hand as uh, insanity, foolishness, sahajaism, imitation, etc. But in the case of Sanatana Goswami, this is different. So even with the same, once we've established what is deity, 
right? And that, what did Guru Maharaj say? What's the difference between an, an uninstalled deity and installed deity? He said the uninstalled deity is like a... Uh, a prince waiting to be coronated. He's the king, actually, already. But he didn't, the, the installation, like the coronation event. But actually, he's already there. And Vrindavan, when the Krishna Balaram temple was opening, Prabhupada said, we can have kirtan for the installation. That will be sufficient. You know, Harinam, Mahamantra. He said, but the people won't accept that. So he invited these South Indian Brahmins with big tilak, big mala and spoons, and they did a big fire yagya, you know, for a couple of days or a couple of three days. And then everyone's happy. The deity in Devapoli, the string of Poli, they used to say that that deity, and you see, the face is barely visible. Uh, they say that deity self-manifested since the Satya Yuga. It's been there for millions of years. That after Nisringadev killed Hiranyakashipu, washed his hands, and then was flying back to his own abode, and then came over Nabadeep Mayapur and said, Oh, you know, Mahaprabhu appears here in the Kali Yuga, came down on a hill, there were hills there. That's why they call it Devapoli. And while Nisringadev was there, the demigods came and, and worshipping the Sringadev. And later, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, when he was in Srupganj, and he'd be taking Krishna Nam three, four o'clock in the morning and feel this breeze coming every day, like 4.30, coming from the Sringapoli, <coughs> going to Mayapur. And he realized the Sringadev is going to Mangalarati. But anyway, so after Nisringadev goes to his own abode or the unmanifest Aprakat plain, some Brahmins bathing there in the Kunda and finds that deity, self-manifested deity of Nisringa with Prahlad at his feet. So the difference is the will of Krishna. And as we like to accept the will of Krishna as manifest through his devotees, as we saw in Petersburg and Lakta, Srila Govindamar, Srila Gurudev, he went there by what was in his heart came out in the form of Guru Gauranga Radha Madhava Sundarju.
But Gurudev, you may recall, he said there was an old Didi in Calcutta who people would find, they thought she's Puggle, she's mad. She's giving dandavats to all, so many different stones. And they're going, Didi, what are you doing? And she said, one of them might be Shiva. <laughs> I'm not recommending that, just to be clear. <laughs> Gurudev liked to tell the story of the shellogram on the Vyad, the hunter's scale. He's selling meat. He's like butcher. And as we've seen, in any, when they have the scales, like even to this day, you'll see like some weights that say 250 grams on it. But they always have some little stones they use for, to like top it off or equal it out. They, you know. So he's selling meat, butchered meat, right? And one of the rocks he's using to weigh things is a shellogram shila. We, by the grace of Gurumaraj, Gurudev, Saraswati Thakur, the Govardhan shila, but shellogram shila means very high level of um, archan required for that, normally. <laughs> So some Brahmin comes by and he's appalled. He sees, like, you fool, oh, you know, you sinful man. And he's saying, I've got to help him. So he convinces him to give him the shellogram. And I'll take the shellogram back to my, you know, ashram and with the 16 types of paraphernalia and puja and Abhishek and everything, you know. I'll pray to the Lord to forgive you for your offenses. Then that evening, the deity appears to the Brahmin in the dream saying, What have you done? You foolish, sinful man. <laughs> he said, I was happily swinging on the scale of my devotee. You don't know that man who in this life he's appearing that way. He actually is a great devotee of mine. And I was happily swinging on his scale. And now you put me on this string of sun and all this. What are you doing? <laughs> so. And to feel something. to be compelled to worship the deity. Bhajaniya Sarvasadguna Vishishta. If we feel compelled to serve the deity, to worship the deity, we can't uh, not worship what is sacred. Feel compelled to offer some aspect of ourselves to what is sacred.
and we see as when not now so much but before when we went to the Soviet Union and you go to any city in the heart of the city like there was the Trinity there'd be these deities of Lenin Marx and Engels <laughs> and every town there you know like the three of them or the you know so you can see it's so deep in us to recognize higher power if you want to say it in a abstract way but we like higher power personified the arch of vigraha in one sense it, it is one of the lower types of manifestation of Krishna, appearing in wood, stone, jewel, earth, etc., mind, also. But it's, we can see it's very deep. Uh, it's in the, uh, our DNA, actually. Worship, the need to worship divine personality. That's good. Sakshad hari tena samasta shastre yuktastatava vyateva sadhi kintu prabhuya priyeva tasya bande garoshi charanaravindam But we shall also worship the deity's devotee. As Kaviraj Goswami is praised and celebrated for chastising his relative Gunarnava Misra who ignored Meenaketana Ram, Nityananda Prabhu's representative on the plea that I'm worshiping the I am worshiping the deity. I can't leave the worship of the deity to tend to the devotee. Gormar's position was always with the permission of the deity, tend to the devotee. That was always the way of Gormar's and Gurudev and Chaitanya Saraswat Mat. With the permission of the deities to give full attention to the devotees. That will be very pleasing to the deity, to Krishna. <clears throat> Hare Krishna. <clears throat> 